0: I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to episode 29 in the Lives of the Saints' second series. In this episode, I pay tribute to St. Leo the Great, whose feast day is November 10th. The musical theme for the second series is Horatio Nelson's hymn, From All the Saints in Warfare, written in 1864 A.D. and played to the tune Aurelia. The recording was produced in the United Kingdom by Richard Irwin, whose website, www.hymnswithoutwords.com, includes many traditional Anglican hymns and tunes available for download and use in local services. I thank Richard Irwin for granting permission for its use. St. Leo the Great was born around 390 A.D. and possibly as late as 400 A.D. in the Tuscany region of northern Italy. Little to nothing is known about his childhood or his education, neither of which does he mention in his writings. Scholars properly assume that since he never quotes anything in Greek, that his learning must have been purely in Latin Early biographies claim he was Archdeacon of Rome during the rule of Pope Celestine around 430-431 to AD. The illustration is a 19th century stained glass window of St. Leo the Great on the right and St. Clement of Rome on the left at Visirad Castle, or Upper or High Castle in Prague, Czechoslovakia. He had done significant diplomatic work in the name of Pope Sixtus III in the region of Gaul, from which he was summoned to Rome by a deputation of church leadership upon the death of Pope Sixtus in August of 440 A.D. The church turned to Leo for leadership since he was the only figure of churchwide standing at the time. He was elected pope by acclamation on the 29th of September, 440 A.D., St. Leo enjoys several important firsts. It is unlikely that he heard any of these distinctions in his own lifetime. He is the first pope to be called by the title Great. There is no doubt that he was the greatest figure in the Church of Rome in his own lifetime. He is also said to be the first Italian pope since he was born in northern Italy away from the imperial city. By the time of his birth, with the Roman Empire in decline, a distinctive Italian culture and language had begun to emerge. He is also known as, in the Western Church as the first theologian. St. Leo the Great was the first pope to assert aggressively the doctrine of the primacy of Peter. His arguments were the first step toward the centralization of authority within the Roman Church which did not develop fully until long after the Protestant Reformation. In his construction, St. Peter was the first Pope, and through descent from Peter, all other branches of Christianity, including the bishops of the Eastern Orthodox Church, are subject to and their doctrines inferior to those of Rome. In episode 21 in this series, I discussed St. Cyprian of Carthage's contrary opinion on this issue, the Video of episode 21 is linked from the digital library page at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, with the podcast version linked from the podcast archive page at the same site. Saint Leo the Great was also a strong supporter of the doctrines approved by the councils of Nicaea, Constantinople, and Ephesus. He regarded them as having the force of Scripture. Before the Council of Chalcedon, also known as the Fourth Ecumenical Council, met at Chalcedon on the west side of the Straits of Bosporus in 451 A.D., St. Leo wrote letter number 28, commonly called the Tome, to Flavian, Bishop of Constantinople, in which Leo summarized his views on doctrine, especially as they describe Jesus Christ. St. Leo the Great did not attend the council, but sent three papal legates and a full text of his tome, which was actually read at the council. He was firm on the Chalcedonian Council's doctrine of the dual nature of Jesus Christ, declaring that he was both fully man and fully God. Another of the creedal doctrines which St. Leo supported was the doctrine of the Incarnation expressed in the Nicene Creed's second full paragraph as amended at Constantinople in 351 AD. His ideas on the subject were nearly identical to those expressed a century earlier by St. Athanasius of Alexandria. St. Athanasius is the subject of episode 16 in this series. The origin of the doctrine of the Incarnation, as expressed in the Creed, is discussed in Episodes 4, 5, and 6 of the AIC Christian Education video series, The Nicene Creed. All video episodes of both series are linked from the Digital Library page and the podcast versions from the Podcast Archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. He is also credited with persuading Attila the Hun from ravaging Rome in 451 A.D. According to the tradition, they met outside the walls of Rome, and St. Leo negotiated an, an agreement that Attila would turn away from Rome and thereafter stay on the eastern side of the Danube River and take away a wife and a large dowry. The illustration is a late 17th century fresco at the Church of Los Venerables in Seville, Spain. The two figures bearing swords behind and above St. Leo are St. Peter and St. Paul. A similar work by Raphael from the early 1500s is painted inside the Basilica of St. Peter. He is credited with repairs to the original separate basilicas, of St. Peter and St. Paul, both dating to the 4th century, fixing damage done during the many raids on Rome in the 4th century. He did leave behind 95 sermons, many of which were used for generations on major feast days in the Roman Catholic Church, especially the Feasts of Christmas or Nativity and Easter. These were written in a straightforward style that is still easy to read even for modern people. Over 120 letters survived in original or copied form. The Leonine Sacramentary, an early Roman Catholic service book, bears his name but is of later composition, written in the traditional forms popularized by St. Leo. At least seven of the collects in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, including the collects for the Feast of St. John and the uh, the collect for the third Sunday after Easter, are derived from it. St. Leo died at Rome on the 10th of November, 461 A.D. His body was interred under the portico of the 4th century St. Peter's Basilica. Later, his body was moved inside the basilica in the 7th century. In the 17th century, around the time of the start of construction of the current Basilica of St. Peter, it was moved to a separate chapel honoring the up until then nine popes named Leo. In the 18th century, after the completion of the current St. Peter's, his remains were relocated to a separate chapel inside St. Peter's Basilica. Early church writer St. John Cassian, who was part of the Gallican church in France, called St. Leo the Great the ornament of the Roman church. St. Leo was designated a doctor of the church by Pope Benedict XIV in 1754 AD. He is commemorated in the huge number of churches, chapels, and seminaries that bear his name including the Basilica of St. Leo the Great in Baltimore, Maryland, where the bronze statue of St. Leo shown in the illustration was dedicated in January 2000 AD. The collect for the Feast of Leo the Great is from the 1963 edition of Lesser Feasts and Fast, which celebrates his feast day on April 11th instead of the date of his death, which we use in this series. Almighty everlasting God, whose servant Leo steadfastly confess thy Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to be very God and very man, grant that we may hold fast to this faith and evermore magnify his holy name. Through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. Thank you for joining me for episode 29 in the Lives of the Saints second series. Next time in episode 30 I celebrate the life of St. Clement of Rome whose feast day is November 23rd. Episodes of this and all our videos are available on both our YouTube channel the full URL address for which is https www.youtube.com Slash C slash St. John C. And through our newly redesigned website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, where the digital library page has links to our unique seasonal video and Christian education videos. The Bible study page offers links to our Bible study series, the New Testament Gospels, and Revelation and Idealist Interpretation. The Podcast Homilies page offers links to our extensive archive of podcast homilies based on readings from the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The Podcast Archive page offers links to the podcast versions of all our video series. Finally, the two virtual bookstore links at the bottom center of the home page offer access to information about both the paperback, and the Kindle editions of all our AIC bookstore publications. Purchase of these books helps fund this Internet ministry with 100% of all book royalties contributed to the AIC. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.